This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Views expressed here are not supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Hello, hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in your part of the world. I am Stacy, and this is my podcast called Stacy Talks Money. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. The number to call in is 929-282-0266. Support the show. Stacy Talks Money on Cash App. I hope everybody's having a good Tuesday. I hope everyone had a good Monday. Um, here in New York, a lot of people, the flu, the bug is going around. So I hope everybody is staying good and safe and away from the germs. So and also the show is going to replay tomorrow. All righty. So make sure you, if you miss anything tonight, you could definitely catch the replay tomorrow at 9 a.m. on Fleet on FleetRadioNetwork.com at 9 a.m. All righty. So again, I appreciate everyone tuning in. My name is Stacy. I am a business coach. I am a tax uh I would say tax guru or tax expert, you could say. I also do bookkeeping. Um, what else? What else? I also do medical billing. So I'm, I'm a numbers person. I like to deal with numbers. So that's just my, introdu- my introduction. And as a business coach, I like to help people um, build their business credit by you know investing in trade lines and different things to help them build their get secured loans secured credit cards and that's how they build their business credit so this evening we're going to be speaking about um i'm going to talk about some common financial terms uh in the business world that sometimes people are not familiar with uh, you know that even today there's sometimes there's words i hear and i'm like huh you know so i just want to kind of give um just some terms that you might hear, might come up. And, you know, I just want to give you a little definition of, you know, the term so you'll know for future reference what it means. Uh, On the second part of the show, we will have a guest and her name is Lachey and she is a web designer. She designs websites. Her work is amazing. She's a great person. You guys are really, really going to enjoy her interview. And she's just going to talk about what it's like being um, on social media, being a web designer, you know, the ups, the downs, and, you know, just stuff like that when it comes to being a web designer in case anyone, you know, wants to go down that path or even to get 
to be a social media manager also, okay? So now I'm gonna speak about uh, financial terms in the business world. Uh, you know, just because I realized that a lot of people, they hear terms and they're just not, they're, they're just not familiar with it and that's okay because we all are not familiar with everything. But there's just some basic terms that I'd really, really like to, um, I really like for everyone to know. So when they hear it again, they can say, oh, okay. Stacy spoke about that on her podcast. So I know what that means. All right. So just give me one moment. I'm pulling up. See, now when I need my document, it's not pulling up. So, and I hope everyone remembers that uh, the tax season officially starts on January 29th. So what that means basically is you can officially submit your return. A lot of people right now, what they're doing is called a pre-file, meaning you're just, you're doing the return, but it's kind of just sitting. It's not being submitted yet. So you cannot submit anything to the IRS officially until the 29th. I see a lot of people rushing and doing that. There's no rush. It's not going to be officially submitted until the 29th. Okay. So just know it's not going to be submitted until the 29th of January. So there's really no rush. I know a lot of people just like to, you know, get it done early, but I always tell people to, you know, there's really no need to rush take your time. You know, a lot of times you miss, uh, you know, you miss documents because you feel like, oh, let me, uh, a lot of people feel like, you know, let me hurry up and file quicker. Like I'm going to get my money um, back quicker. No, that's, that's not how it works. Um, it really doesn't matter. Um, when you file a return, there's always a schedule of how the returns are going to be a process. And especially when you have um, the EIC, those are processed a little bit later. Okay. All righty. So while I'm waiting for my document to open up, and it's not, of course... Um, let me see if anyone has any questions or comments or concerns or anything they would definitely like me to speak about, you can send me an email and you can send me an email to stacytalksmoney at gmail. Okay. Again, that is stacytalksmoney at gmail. You can send me an email, anything you want to discuss or anything you want me to go over or cover. It's fine. Just send me send me an email or you can also reach out to me on Instagram at uh, Stacy Talks Money Podcast. All right. Now we're going to get into the financial terms. It's the money time, money time now. All right. I'm not going in any specific order. I'm just kind of going to jump around here and um, give you guys some definitions. Um, a lot of clients, uh, like if they have filed for their LLC on their own without my assistance, and they always get to the part where it says, if you um, have a registered agent, basically the registered agent is just uh, 
designated to receive a service of process when the business entity is a party in a legal action, such as a lawsuit or a summons. So that's basically what it means when it says a registered agent. Okay. So now we're going to get to the good stuff. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is a financial statement. Now, a financial statement basically is just a statement of your business activity. You know, what's what's coming in, what's going out. Basically, that's a financial statement. And you're going to get a financial statement when you do your bookkeeping. That's why it's important. You have to have a proper bookkeeping system um, for your business. You have to, you have to, you have to. It's crucial, it's important. You have to have, let's say, um, QuickBooks or Keeper. There's many apps that you can use. Freshdesk, you should use to um, have your bookkeeping in order. Um, and basically a financial statement is a part Financial statements mostly are used uh, for loan applications to process and, you know, to get the information that shows if your business is a good credit risk. Okay, so uh, usually that would have four things on the financial statement. It would have your income statement for the business, the balance sheet. It would also have the statement of cash flow. And it would also, if you have shareholders, it would have the uh, statement of shareholders equity. Because lenders and investors, they want to see your business as well balanced with assets and liabilities to show a positive cash flow. And also that you will have capital to make uh repayments. And basically what they mean by that is if a company is going to loan you money, they want to make sure, okay, your business is making money. So, okay, they can pay us back that money. Let's say you want to borrow $50,000. They want to make sure, okay, your business is balanced out. Your business is making money. Your business can pay us back in whatever terms they may have, but your business can pay them back for that loan. That's why it's important when you're applying for any kind of grants or loans, you have to have a, a business plan and you have to have a financial statement so they can see the how everything is going to balance out for your business. All righty. Another term uh, that a lot of people see and they question, they say, what is a SBA, Small Business Administration Loan and Fundings? The small, uh, the small Business Administration does not directly provide loans to small businesses. Instead, they have approximately 500 lenders where you can go through their uh, directory and they can match you up with lenders that fit the qualifications um, that are set. You know, it just makes it easier for you to obtain a loan, you know, and in order for you to obtain the loan, you're going to have to have established uh, a good business credit score, especially a FICA score for your business. All right. 
So now I'm going to talk about a FICA score. And now a FICA score, a FICA score is another type of credit score used by potential lenders for evaluation before they enter into a contract with you and your business. The FICA score uh, comprises of your credit report that lenders use to assess your credit risk. And it was created by the Fair Isaac Corporation, hence FICA. That's also important when you have your business, you should know your um, FICA score. It's very, very important. Now, when you hear collateral, uh, for certain um, loans, sometimes they might say, if you have, let's say, a 650 credit score, maybe below, you some certain loans, they might say you could have a 600 credit score and you need to have collateral in order to get that loan. Now, collateral is any asset that you pledge as security for a loan, and that's called collateral. Lenders often require collateral as a way to make sure that they won't lose their money. So if your business defaults on the loan, when you pledge an asset for collateral, it becomes subject that they can seize it by the lender if, if you fail to meet the requirements of the loan documents. So sometimes you may hear, um, you know, a person maybe got their car taken away. Sometimes it's because the car was a part of the collateral. People put their house up as collateral for certain things. People, you could put your car, you could put your house, um, Anything. Some people, if you have a computer, if you have an expensive camera, anything worth value, you can put as collateral. And that's basically what that means. So if your credit is not, you know, so if your credit is not up to par, you can definitely use collateral. Okay. Now, also something I wanted to talk about um A liability. Liability. This is a business finance um, term that is a legal obligation to repay or settle a debt. Liabilities are considered either current, which means it's payable within one year or less, or long term, payable after or payable after one year, and are listed on the business's balance sheet. A business's accounts payable, wages, taxes, and expenses are all considered liabilities. All right, so I just briefly wanted to go over a few um, key terms that I know a lot of people, sometimes they ask me, what does it mean? Or they have questions about. So the, those are just some key terms I definitely wanted to go over. So we're going to bring our guest on. She's patiently waiting. So we're going to bring her on any second. I'm just waiting for her to come into the studio. The number to call is 929-282-0266 if you want to call us up. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. Introduce yourself to the audience. So I'm Lachey. I am a web designer and I do social media management at LN Creative. So I started really 2023, but I was brainstorming for about two years. I started mm -hmm. 
um, as a content creator in 2017. And then I realized I wanted it to be behind the scenes and I didn't want to film myself all the time. So <laughs> I, okay. yeah, for myself. Okay. Okay. So would you still say that you do a lot of the content creating or is that a part of your job? Um, I w it's, it's a part of it. I do just because I want to have that relatability still of mm -hmm. my audience and like showing them behind, mm -hmm. the behind the scenes. So I still do like a day mm -hmm. in the life of an entrepreneur. So I still do some content creation. Okay. 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 So give people a little background about you, you know, um, is this your only uh, job? Do you have another job? Is this a side hustle? You know, it is, yeah, I would say it's a side hustle in the, in the making of something, okay. something bigger. Um, okay. I work, I work a day job. So I work, I, I'm a communication coordinator as my nine to five okay. um, for, for a not-for-profit. And I just okay. received my associates oh. in, in, in communication. So, you know, everything I oh, do is... Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Everything I do is within the, it's within the realm, which is nice. Um, but the goal is to like, of course, work with yeah. myself eventually. Okay. That that's everyone's goal. That's everyone's goal. <laughs> yeah. That's everyone's goal. Okay. So how do you balance like having a nine to five and having your side, you know, side things going on for now? How do you handle both or plus school plus other things? How do you handle everything? Right. Um, that's a good question. Cause Today is the start of my semester again. So um, I'll be back in the I take I take four classes online. So okay. I'm really big on organization and checklists. Like I have everything scheduled in my Google Calendar. And mm -hmm. every morning I start the day with a checklist. Like I actually can't live without a planner. So, you know, I that's how I stay organized. And I just <laughs> I take a lot of breaks. So like my job is really flexible. Like Monday and Fridays, I work remote. So I use those days to like film content, okay. um, work with clients. And then Tuesday to Thursday, I just use my hour lunch break to like post on social media, mm -hmm. um, do engagement. So I just really schedule time blocks. That's how I stay yeah, organized. Yes, that, that's very important. I actually do a lot of those things that you mentioned, especially when I'm at work and I get my breaks. That's when I maybe call a client or look something up or research something. You have to make use of the time, even traveling. Like when I'm traveling, that's when I'm posting. People probably think I post all day. No, I set my postings up in the morning, even traveling home. You know, you have to utilize your time when you do have it. Definitely. Yep. Um so how did you get started in the field of web designing? Um, I really, I, I would say self-taught. So like back in 2017, I started my own blog and that's really how I got started. I started as a fashion makeup blogger and I always loved the design aspect. And I just started teaching myself and like taking different courses. And I learned from a lot of like YouTube videos or people that I watch, um, I take some coding classes on Code Academy. So like learning like HTML and like CSS, like the real nitty gritty of the websites. Um, so that's how I got started. I'm really big on like t just self-teaching myself and like learning. I like learning. So any like class I can take, I'm always just like 
whether it's like YouTube or course or from someone's someone else's courses um, or even and, and my school helps a lot too. I've taken a lot of like classes that have something to do with web design, like graphic design, um, learning Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop. So, you know, just always learning. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. So other than web designing, what else related to web designing do you do? Um, other than, so I always just, I combine the two. So like web designing and like social media management, I do both. Um, okay. because a lot of it intertwines with each other. Um, a lot of clients that have come to me, they usually it's for web design, but in the end, they'll want someone to like manage their social media. So it's, it's a good overlap because you need both. You need like a good social and then you need, you need a website to have like your visitors have like a homepage to go to. Right. Oh, I just kind of merged the two. Right. I just merged them together. Okay. Okay. Um, so now that you do web design, um, have you ever had a client where it was very beneficial for them to have like an upgraded site or do you have a client where maybe they felt it wasn't beneficial? That's, that's really always people's like clients, sometimes they think they don't need it. That I get that more so like, oh, well, I'm good with, with the one I have, but they don't realize that like the op, the SEO that goes into a, a website to like drive people there and that it's more than just like the design. It's about the copy, the wording. Um, I do have a, I do have a client now where it's more beneficial because he had a website. He's a lawyer, um, but his website was taken down from mm -hmm. his, par his partner who no longer worked with him. So it was, mm. it was really beneficial because he had people actually immediately that same week saying like, oh, like I try to click on your website, but it's not working. Right. So right. He, yeah. he, was, he saw the return and his investment. I was like, okay, I need a brand new website like immediately because people can't get a hold of right. me. You know? So right. I, it's, it's people are usually more beneficial, benefited. Right. Now you mentioned the SEO. Can you just give us from a more professional point of view, what does the SEO really mean? So it's just search search engine optimization. It's really a way for Google to find your site. So a lot of people, like and I've explained to like clients, like when you have a website, you don't just, well, you can, if you're not really like serious, but you can't like just make a website and then that's it. There's a lot that goes in the back. So like once a website's created, you have to create or beforehand create like a site map and a site map is just telling the search index. It's telling like, it's the hierarchy of like homepage, about contact page. And the better, the better navigated your pages, the better Google will crawl or crawl or index, which essentially is like find things on your page. So when a page is submitted to Google, which you have to submit it to Google Console. Once it's submitted, they review it and it takes like a week, sometimes longer. And that's basically saying like the search engine's gonna pick up your site. But then there's other things that go into it. So if your if your website isn't like optimized with good keywords that people are searching for, then it's not right. gonna, it's not gonna pop up on the first first one or two pages. It's gonna be way behind and you always want to be on the first page. So if someone mm -hmm. like my client, he's a black lawyer. So like a lot of people would Google black minority civil case lawyer in Albany, New York. That's that that right. would be considered a, a rich keyword rather than right. lawyer in New York. Lawyer in New York is really broad. So you're gonna have a lot of pages that's gonna come up on Google versus if you really tailor it to 
black lawyer in Albany, New York, it's really detailed and you have a better chance of coming up on a first or second page. So that these oh. are and these are things oh. that gets that gets crawled from different um, different platform uh, softwares. So like they stay, they search on websites if your H1, which would be your, like your header, your title, if your H if your H1 is described correctly, if you have a meta description, which would be like a blurb about what your site is about. So like there's there's so much that goes into a website to make sure it's like pickable, like it's gonna be picked yeah. up. Um, and that's like the tech fun stuff. And I'm I'm not I'm not an expert. I'm still always learning, but right. it, it is always fun and like to explain to people that. They're like, oh yeah, are you done with my website? And I'm like, not, <laughs> not really. Like, I have to make sure it's the keywords and everything's gonna get picked up, and that the right. that, that it's crawlable because in the back end, there's so much that goes into like Google and like the search engines, and like they scan so much on the back end, and you're mm -hmm. that everything's coded correctly. Right. So now that you explained it, it does make sense. Like why sometimes when you search for certain things, certain sites always come up like the top, let's say five or 10, because they already set up their SEO a certain way. So that makes sense. Yeah. That, that when you search, um, if you search like, like if people is like so popular searching food near me, the thing right. or like pizza near me places, websites are going to pop up nearby that have the keywords or they have good structure within their site mapping so like the person probably has a meta description of pizza mm -hmm. and in whatever city um mm -hmm. for sports like they have a lot of keywords that google's gonna like they do all the like the back stuff and then you get those pop right. when people search like photographer in dallas houston the reason you're right see certain sites pop up more than others is because those websites probably are really op optimized very well so uh -huh. it makes yeah. sense now we do have a few comments um the the audience is just asking if you could just a little bit slower explain the seo um yeah so it st stands for search engine optimization and search engine is would be google it really it could be it could be Bing or Yahoo, but Google is the standard for a search engine. Um, also, a search engine would be YouTube because YouTube is ran through Google. It's also people don't realize the reason that YouTube videos they do so well is because YouTube is a search engine, and a search engine is just anything that okay. search like you search um, food near me or educate like how to how to become a content creator. If you go on YouTube right. and you type, you type in certain things, you'll see that searches right. auto pop up. And that means that these are things that people are searching mm -hmm. every day. And that's why it's considered a search engine. And, you know, Pinterest is actually also another search engine. People don't realize that it's a search engine. It's a search engine for things that people are uh, typing in. So that's kind of what SEO is. It's just basically um a technical term a technical term for how things are be being picked up ah the way you explain it is like so perfect <laughs> but i know there's so many different moving parts to it but just the way you know you explained it so people can understand because a lot of times you hear seo and you're like what is that search engine like what is a search engine but you know you break it right. down so people just in a nutshell basically it's how your business is found online that that's really what it is. And if you you don't even have to think of it as like um a dot com, if you want to even simplify right. it, 
of a social media platform when someone says, right. oh, is your Instagram optimized? If Does it have SEO? Mm -hmm. They're saying, does your bio have keywords? So, and you're, instead of saying like, ah. I'm, a, I'm a chef, your uh, 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 SEO or optimized Instagram would be Lachey, my name, slash social media manager, Albany, New York, in my bio. So that's optimized. Keywords are going to get picked up from you are a, a teacher, you're going to say your name, and then you're going to have that that bracket, um, Texas or Dallas, Houston. Right. You know, like you have, it's basically having rich work keywords um, that are being picked up from a mm -hmm. So that's that's another way. It's not just, it's not just ah. that. It's really just how right. Oh, okay. Okay. You really broke it down for me. Cause even me, I, I, I never got the whole website thingy. Um, I mean, I know how to tell people how to start their website, where to go to, you know, I do Wix, I do GoDaddy, you know, cause they're simple for me. You know, you just right. plug in information, but there's so much more to websites. There's so much more, you know, there's oh, so yeah. much more. To <laughs> there's a lot. You know? Yes. Yes, definitely. I really appreciate you explaining that. Now let's talk about um, SEOs for social media, like Instagram, Twitter. Um, is there any kind of SEOs for that? Um, yeah, it, it's a matter of, so you can even optimize or make your captions very specific and use keywords. A lot of people think that it's just hashtags. Uh, like, hashtags are great, but the, these uh -huh. platforms, they're reading the keywords. So like I've made TikTok videos that have or a lot of people that have gone thousands to millions because of their key their captions. So it's not even the hashtag. It's the way you structure your captions. Mm -hmm. Saying like um get ready with me. If you put get ready with nice. while I get ready for my nine to five, that's a key, that's a really specific keyword. So TikTok or mm -hmm. Instagram, that's gonna get picked up better higher than just saying get ready with me. Because this is something that you have to think, what are people searching, you know? So, like, get ready with me for, right. my, for my nine to five is a searchable keyword. Um, so that would be, like, something. And then, again, like, in your bio, you want to make sure you have specifics in your bio. If you are a tax consultant, mm -hmm. put Dallas Houston right. tax consultant. So you have, like, mm. it's something that's findable. If people are searching for people specifically right. Dallas. Okay. Okay. So it's really important your captions, how you, your bio, you know, that's why I tell a lot of clients and I tell people, you know, when you have your social media, it can't be private because no one's going to find you. Yeah. Even if you have the captions, who's going to find you? Right. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so important like to have, like, even if like you have a video and you're, you're like teaching someone things, you want to make sure you write out in your right. caption, um, five ways to, X, Y, and Z. Mm. That's gonna get searched. That's gonna get picked up because you're 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 really specifying in the caption what you're doing. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm learning so much right now, and I know my audience is definitely appreciating it. Also, um, now when it comes to websites. Uh, would you say that people more up to trying to do it themselves first or they seek out a professional first to do their website? I what think, do you see most of the time? 
I definitely, I see people definitely doing it themselves most of the time. And then they realize that they need more, they need more help. Um, there's right. also a lot of structures and elements that go with the website of how it's placed, which a lot of people don't know. Right. Also, they, they like think they could like make a website and like place whatever they want. But if you want to convert and have a, a, a converting website, there's certain call mm -hmm. to actions. Like there's certain areas where you place your buttons and your header and where you place the call to actions. Like there's a hierarchy for, for website elements. Um, so if you go on to like a lot of websites to like research, like food websites or like um, just different websites, you'll notice the hierarchy is always the same. They always have their header, a button, a call to action, a little blurb about, about what they do. Like it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a hierarchy of how you have to have it structured. Um, so I do find that people like to deal. I feel like if you can really teach yourself the basics and the how to right. And like you can't, you have a like really short budget. Then it's it's definitely okay. Right. Just maybe like practice right. and learn the hierarchy of like web design. Okay. Okay. Right. So, do you suggest that people uh, should take a class in web design? I definitely, I think so. I think it's beneficial. There's even hour long classes of, or like two mm -hmm. hours that you can like break up in two days to learn about mm -hmm. the structure because there's like. There's like knowing the uh, knowing the amount of white space that you should use. That's a big one. People don't know that there's white space that a certain amount of white space, or there is staying in between certain margins because yeah. ninety, I think it's like eighty-two to ninety percent sites are seen through mobile. So when you have when you make a website and you're making it on your desktop, a lot of people don't realize you have to make sure it's responsive, and uh -huh. that just that means that it's going to be mobile responsive. When people uh -huh. go on their phone. Are they are they oh. going to see that website the same way they would see it on a desktop? And people don't realize that they they're not they're not making they don't know how because they don't realize that they need to do that. But that you that your website has to be mobile responsive because ninety two percent roughly are using their phones to look at websites. But if you're making it on a desktop, you're not really and you don't know about websites. You're not really thinking. You're thinking like, oh, this looks pretty. But when someone's on their phone, it's all jumbled up because you didn't make that you didn't make the elements go in certain places um so that i guess makes sense because i went on a website actually last week and on my laptop it was fine but when i went on my phone i'm like everything was just so big yes and it's like my phone to the right side i thought it was me i said i know my phone is kind of dying on me a little bit but i'm like she's still holding on you know <laughs> and that's yeah. why that's, That's yeah, right. that usually, it was huge. It was big. Yeah. It's usually it's usually it's huge or it's jumbled yeah. or it's, yeah. out of, it's out of place. And that's because the design, the back end isn't isn't built for mobile, which is a lot of a lot uh, of times you have to do that yourself. But people don't know that because they, they think that's going to automatically um, do, like go into the phone size. But a lot of sites, they yeah. don't. you have to kind of do that yourself. Ah, that makes a lot of sense because I, I experienced that a lot and I'm like, is it my phone? Is it me? Am I putting in the wrong website? You know, not realizing. So it has to be. And maybe a lot of people aren't even aware that their site is not, you know, a customer is not going to tell you, oh, I went to the website on my phone and I couldn't. They're just not going to order. They're just not going to use your service. 
Yeah. Um, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, good. Just looking here if there's any comments. Everyone is liking the content. They're loving it, loving the information. Um, let's say uh, a typical client, how, if you've ever had this uh, situation, a client who, let's say, um, booked you to do some work, um, you stayed up late nights, rushed for a deadline, and then they canceled on you. How did you deal with that? That has happened. That actually has happened, but in a sense of ghosting, <laughs> which is yeah, which is even worse. Um, you know, I think it's just it. It helps to have better systems in place, like in the beginning or towards like after being a beginner. Mm -hmm. I just learned to like really have better systems of like if someone's not serious or if they they inquire and they want to start. If they don't sign like a contract right. or or right. deposit, then I usually don't move forward because I've learned that that will happen. Like people like they'll inquire, they'll want to start, but they just won't ever respond again. And that's happened multiple times. And it's never like a you thing or people like, you know, don't take it personal. It's usually like people just they either didn't like the price or they realized they weren't ready and they just kind of like lack communication a bit. But I right. I don't start, I don't start anywhere right. anywhere without a deposit right. or without anything signed because then you're just gonna right you're gonna have time wasted if you do a mm -hmm. whole and then now you mm -hmm. have you built a whole website or you built content for someone's social and now they don't even need it or they haven't gotten back to you so like that's why you just want to you want to like really really like not interview but really just make sure that your your systems and process are in place yeah. Right, right. So would you say with um, not just your field, but any field, it's always best for an entrepreneur to get that contract and get that deposit. For me personally, as a business coach, I always make sure we have that contract, you have that deposit. And if I see you kind of shaky in the beginning with that, if you don't even want to pay the deposit, mm -mm, I've given people back the deposit. I said, this is not going to work. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I actually, I love that you said that because I think a lot of, I've had this issue like when I started, like you almost feel like you have to be a little desperate and take what you can. But I have heard this before and it's mm -hmm. cliche. But I definitely agree, but like never be desperate or needy. No matter how bad you may need money, like it's not worth it. Like I would give a deposit back too because any, like if someone mm -hmm. doesn't, if someone doesn't value what you do already in the beginning, it just sets the tone for how, like how it's going to be working with them. And like now, like I don't even like if people ghost me or I, I see them being flaky, like I also like don't move forward because it's not worth it. Like I do truly feel like what's meant for you is going to be for you. And if someone's showing me that they're flaky, then I'm I'm saving myself time and and their time. Like it's just not worth it. I wouldn't move forward either. Like if there's issues in the beginning, it's just it's just sets the tone right. for, the, for the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And you know, uh, any kind of business you're in, you you have to have a contract before any work is started. You know, I know sometimes you feel like, oh, this is my friend, or I've noticed it doesn't matter who it is. You gotta have it on paper. You have to have a contract. It's important, even if you're doing free services, you still should have a contract because you never know. Yeah, you never know. Even if it's free, you know that that piece of paper just solidifies things not saying that things can't still go wrong but you just feel sometimes a little bit more assured like okay i have a contract you know 
moving forward. And in the contract, you also stipulate the payment and everything involved, um, you know, as far as the agreement with the customer. Now, um, as far as you starting in this field, um, what was the capital like? Like, um, how did you start financially wise? Did you take out loans? Did you use your personal savings? How did um, you, or what was needed to start? Right. I definitely feel like don't quit whatever job you're working. Don't quit right away. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. you need to have some type of capital. And I always say like, I'm a advocate for multiple strains of income. So like my day mm -hmm. job, as long as you can tolerate it and you like it, I think it's great to keep because it can fund your business. So for me, like right. I definitely saved, like there's so many softwares that I have to use and have to pay for. And it adds up, I mean, like into the hundreds and I need, you know, I need these softwares. Yeah. So for me, I use right. my day job to supplement, you know, I have a business account. I have a business right. debit card. So I make sure that right. my softwares that I use, that it's all linked to my business account and then my paycheck, I have a certain percentage go into that account so that it can pay off like the monthly subscription uh, subscriptions I have. Um, I did apply for um, like grants, but those are really like hard to get. Mm -hmm. They're tough, but I do recommend like if, if, if yeah. you can, it never hurts to apply for grants for like startup capital or like software, oh, yeah. uh, software capital. But in the beginning, I would definitely say just use your job for sure and make a separate account. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't even have to be a business business account. It can just be another checking account that you know that it's for your right. business. Um, so that you can right. um and then I use my I get like refunds from school and I use I always invest that mm -hmm. back into myself. So like if I get a refund from like a semester, I'll invest a, a chunk of that into my savings. So I just you know i I save that too. Right. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, a lot of people, they think, you know, I have this business idea. Let me just jump and leave my nine to five. Yeah. Uh, don't leave that nine to five just yet because you want to make sure this business is going to make you money. You know, sometimes you go into something thinking you're going to make all of this money. And then six months later, you haven't made a penny, you know, and, and that's just the reality. And I think people jump the gun a lot when it comes to to that they feel like oh now i started a business i could just leave my nine to five no your nine to five funds your business you hold on to that nine to five yeah, yeah. definitely or multiple jobs while you're still building that business right. sometimes it takes that you yeah. know definitely it takes that. Mm. until you have like a cushion i would definitely stay that's my goal is to save like 10 months of expenses and once mm. you have a cushion, I think then it's okay. But like, yeah, I definitely would not. I always would just keep my day job to fund it and build my emergency savings. Okay. Okay. We have a question in the audience. Um, if someone has a website, what is the best way to set up their opening page? Um, like a link, like, oh, so what do you mean by opening page? Like they're like, I guess your landing page. Like a, okay. Like a landing page. Um, right. It really depends on the software. So if you want to like start a landing page, like if you're e-commerce, the Shopify is always the best route um, to go. Mm -hmm. If you're right. a service, if you're a service-based business and you want something that's user-friendly, then you could use Squarespace. And there's a um, you know, it's super user-friendly. 
Um, I use WordPress and Squarespace, but WordPress self-hosted. So there's more, a little more tedious work behind it. But I would say start with just having your copy for your, for your landing page, like your, who you are, who you serve, Mm -hmm. um, Uh your services, contact information, you know, Okay, so you're on go on GoDaddy. Um, right. I have seen sites through Go GoDaddy, but mm-hmm. mostly only as the domain. I, I do know you can build sites on GoDaddy. I wouldn't recommend mm-hmm. it because it's not really great for picking up traffic or like SEO. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, WordPress and is pretty much the standard, but you can definitely mm-hmm. create you can create a landing page on GoDaddy. I would just make sure you have all the stuff about you, like who you are, who you serve, your services, um, uh-huh. your contact information, make sure you have a lot uh-huh. of buttons on there. Um, yeah. Right. And much you can like, you know, make sure after that you have a landing page and you're pretty much good to go. Okay. Okay. Like, uh, okay. So explain um, some of the different websites that people normally use. Like, let's say when they're trying to build a website on their own. Um, people, I guess, as far as platforms, like, I know, like, people like use, they use Wix. Um, I'm not a fan of, I think it's, it's super clunky. Uh Um, it just, it crashes a lot. Uh Um, there's Squarespace, which is like, I guess the second, one of the second, like, best for like doing it yourself or hiring Uh someone because with Squarespace, you can do, you you can have someone code it and do some um, CSS behind the scenes so they can customize it a little better. So when I use okay. Squarespace, when I use um, Squarespace for people, and it's all dependent on what my client wants, I code, I code their website to make it a little more customizable. Um, and then there's WordPress, but usually people hire a developer because WordPress right. is like okay. very... Mm. It's a lot <laughs> with WordPress. It sounds like a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of it's way more coding involved, a lot of mm. PHP, a lot of files, security data, um, databases. Like it's way you have to really have someone that knows it and knows how to like back up your files daily. Okay, okay. Can people merge websites together? Is there something that they can can you merge websites or no, like if you if you're on GoDaddy, you can only use GoDaddy. Is there any way to oh, merge? Yeah, so that so you can switch. You can. It's a matter of if the platform you're switching to, if it's gonna tr- migrate over, which most of them do. Um, it would be a matter of keep, one keeping your do- domain where it's hosted at. So if someone has a GoDaddy mm-hmm. domain and that's where they right where they purchase their their domain, they can keep their domain at GoDaddy. And then have a different site. It's just a matter of changing, okay. Um, like the DNS records, basically the pipeline of like how to how to have the server know where your domain is. So they'll keep their they'll keep their .com wherever like they like at GoDaddy, and then they would have another site somewhere else, and they would just have to make sure it just it migrates over for the records. So it's doable. Though. Okay. Okay. So once you have your domain, you can take that pretty much anywhere. Yeah. That's, okay. that's the so once you have the domain, the domain can pretty much go wherever you want it to go. It can. Yep. Your domain can go anywhere because it's just a matter of changing the records, like the, the mm. terminology and transporting it to wherever your host, your website's hosted at. It's just a matter okay. of like wherever your website is, 
that migrating the content is usually the most difficult part. Mm, it sounds difficult. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. imagine. Okay. So that is something. Um, do you recommend um, when people have their business that they buy a domain? Is it necessary to always have a domain? Yes, I 100%. I just was talking about this on my um, business page. I, people, Some people can get a little like take it personal when they have when you tell them like the dot shopify.com or like dot big cartel.com right. you want to be you want right. to be professional because it just builds your credibility so and and because right. i can't stress enough it's so cheap like to like instead of having i've seen a lot of websites like me.wix.com or xyz right. dot shopify.com or dot big cartel and it's just like a domain a year for a year is literally like 10 to 20 bucks for a year like it's right so, it's, it's, it, yeah. it takes nothing to have a dot com and i always break it down as like you don't see mcdonald's or amazon amazon dot wix.com right or right you know dot wix up like th this is how you build credibility like if you want to be professional and you want to be taken seriously then it, it means you're gonna have to invest and it's no more than 20 bucks a year for a domain like you're not gonna yeah. see a big a big big company with um uh a subdomain which is a subdomain which would be shopify.com dot wix right. like they have their own name and I just can't stress it enough. Like it's so cheap. And I always tell people make the investment because you want to have that credibility that your business is, you know, legit. Right. Okay. Okay. That kind of, um, also when I tell people, you know, for your business, you should always have a professional email, you know, you could use a Gmail, you could use a Yahoo, you could use these things. But when it comes to like applying for things, grants, loans, these things, you should have a, you know, my company dot info or my company dot com, you know, that always makes you stand out as a professional. I'm not saying you can't use the Gmail, Yeah. you know, but you should not have, even when you have a site, you should not have Gmail. It just yeah. doesn't look. That's a big one. Is the um, you know. like, like you said, that's a big one. Like you're you're not gonna go to a bank and apply with your tax ID, right. your LLC, right. and have a Gmail. They're gonna look at you like you're a newbie. Like and again, most website domains, most of the domains come with a Google Workspace, which is that professional um email. So right. info at right. info at dot com that's your you know your professional email so it's just a matter of right you take your time and not be cheap and you realize these amenities come with your domain it, it helps a lot i think people just like you said they don't right. realize oh like the gmail as long as it's like my business at gmail right. it's, it sounds professional enough but it's it's really it's it's kind of not you're not right. gonna and like uber and lyft they don't have uber contact uber at gmail like it's, it's <laughs> It's info at uber.com. Right. Like, you know, customers customer support. Right. Right. Ebay. Like these are standards. And that's what you want to right. be known as being the standard, you know? Right, 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 right. It makes sense. Yeah, you can't have the Gmail, the Yahoo's. I mean, you can use it, but when it comes to setting up everything professionally, right. you have to have that dot com. That dot com. Yeah. Or what about some people use dot net? Is that also yeah, dot, dot net is also like it's pretty much a standard. There's dot com, dot net, and dot org. Dot mm -hmm. org 
specifically for organizations. So that's not something that you actually can get unless your organization, like you have to meet criterias. But dot mm. com, you know, dot com and dot net are the standard. And again, mm. these workspace emails, professional emails, they're only like seven bucks a month. So it's super cheap. Um, and right. some of them come with your domain. You just have to like, when you go to your domain's um, account, just go through your settings and you'll see like, oh, it'll say sign up for a professional email. It's included. Or it'll say uh, sign right. up for $2 a month. It'll like, you know, it'll discount it. It's super cheap. So yeah, just always right. go, always go to your settings to wherever your domain is at and you'll see so many options in there. Okay. Okay. Is it true that Google has, um, I see the Google space. Is that also something people can use, um, to get yeah. a professional, um, email? Yeah. Google, Google workspace is great because it's still, it's still through Gmail. Like when you have a Google workspace, mm -hmm. uh, be at the administrator for your Google workspace has to be some type of Gmail, but, oh. Um, that's just to like sign in to pay for the billing, but right. But it gives you that professional email. So like my email is hello at lachaynaria.com. And that's mm -hmm. my, that's my Google workspace. And I'm it's oh. at, it's like to get into my settings. I have to log into my at gmail.com, but I, still right. have, I have the Google workspace and it's like seven fifty a month. I mean, $7 and 50 cents a month. Right. So it's super okay. Cheap. Right, right. So, okay. See, so even Google, Google gives you all of the tools that you need. You know, they're, they're great when it comes to stuff like that. All of it. Yeah, I love it. Okay, okay. When it comes to um, listing your business, what are some good sites you think people should use to actually list their business? Hmm, that's a good, I mean, of course, you always want to, Google's, Google business is always the number one. You want to make sure that you submit your website into Google mm -hmm. one, Google, Google console, and then mm -hmm. Google business. So like that's two different things um, because that makes, makes you found findable on Google. Um, mm -hmm. I would also say depends on what your, what the, like the niche or industry is because for some people yeah. like for like e-commerce, you can um, put your business on Yelp. A lot of people right. like, they put their business on Yelp or um, uh, it's a subcategory of like Google, where it's like it pops up on Google Maps of like places to go or things to do, like, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. So anything that's to do with um, search engines, Yelp, right. that people are searching, I would submit, mm -hmm. I would like put my sites on there. Um, right. even, even listed as like a storefront, like always have right. Always link your website to wherever there's a link, to be honest, because mm -hmm. that's the biggest part of the funnel is bringing people to your website. Like that's right. the end goal, because I always like tell people like everything else can get shut down, like everything else we don't own. But like your website is yours. As long as you own your domain and you pay for it, your website is like it's yours. You host, you pay for it. You know, you make it's hosted like everything else can be shut down anytime. So you want to make sure all the traffic at the end of the day is going to go to your website. So just link it wherever, wherever you mm -hmm. can, <laughs> like, to be honest. Is a domain something that's something that can be taken away from you? A domain? Um, if you don't pay for it, like if you, mm -hmm. you would have to now, you would have to go like months without paying. Like, I know like I had an old website that I wasn't using. Um, mm -hmm. the domain will eventually like, if it goes away, you'll type in the domain. It'll have like right. a, a error page of like this domain right. or 
Like mm -hmm. one of those, like the website's not there anymore. And right. sometimes if you're not quick, people do snatch domains up. That can happen. Someone like mm -hmm. I, the client that I'm working with now, his domain, unfortunately, I had to create a new one that was close, but his first one, like it's not able to be taken. So mm. you want to make sure you're like, you're really paying for your dues and like staying up to date with right. your um, Like, like, like a commenter said, like, just do it, do the yearly. Cause it's only like 20 bucks a year. Um, if you pay monthly, it's like, right. $2 a month, but like, just pay for the year, pay for two years. It's super cheap. Um, get it out the way. And then you're, you should never mm. have any issues. Right. Right. Cause you wouldn't want to put in all that work, have your domain and then somebody could take it away from you. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah. people, I've seen stories of people buying to get their domain back. I mean, they, they, if actually oh, there's, yeah. if you go on like GoDaddy or any domain site and you put in a certain like name that's super profitable, mm -hmm. it'll, it'll have it listed as like $2,000, $3,000 because they know that this is a domain. I've that's seen highly, that. Yeah. That's highly wanted. If it's a highly wanted word or um, domain mm -hmm. name, they'll up the charge to like thousands. You know, every other thing would be like, oh, a dollar, twelve dollars for the year. And then if it's something that's like Google, like or the site sees that it's like crazy, wants it, it'll go up to thousands because right. people are trying to ah. get that. Yeah. So always, yeah, take your domain and snatch it before it gets gotten. <laughs> yes, I've seen that, and I'm like, why would somebody pay two thousand dollars? But now it makes sense. It's because that's a popular. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you want that to be a brand, you're gonna pay that. Yeah. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Is that why sometimes people buy? Uh, phrases and they make it into a, a domain, like a popular phrase or a quote yeah. or a saying, make that into a domain and make money off of that because if anybody tries to use it. Mm. Yeah, they'll either like trademark it as like the next step. Trademark it, right. To really make it theirs. But I know this creators, I remember there was this one creator, her domain, she didn't like purchase it in time. And someone mm. bought it, purchased it because they knew that she would pay up. And she paid like three thousand for it to get it back, because the person wow. like did it on. They weren't even like it's. And her brand is her name, you know. So this really? like you, don't, you can't use it if it's not your name. But they did that because they knew that people really need their Good domain. Yeah, and yeah. That if you have a new domain. If you get a new don domain, you can get a new one. But there's so much rede redirecting in the back end with like the links and everything. So they knew that she would pay up, and she paid like three grand to get her her domain back. Like, oh my god! Yeah, people, people, people know how to get their money. <laughs> wow! And what are some places where you can like um, check for domains? What are some of the sites? Yeah, so you can go on any like you can go on GoDaddy, of course. That's a dom. You can purchase a domain there. You can go on name um, Namecheap, which sounds crazy, but it's name Namecheap. That's a domain. Also, you can go. I I really like I don't. I ono so it's i o n o s dot com. Um, they're really good, like really good server and really good with their like security. Um, so you can check domains on there. Um, and I think even do domain dot com you can check. So like anything, if you like Google like domain, whatever like first four pops up are usually the most reputable. Um, okay. Hostgator also. They you can like purchase your hosting and your domain, but yeah, these are super. Um, Bluehost is also a good one. Bluehost is a really good one mm -hmm. you can check for for a domain. So, 
Yeah, those are some good ones. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah, those domains are very crucial and important. You know, yeah. if you feel like your brand is gonna really take off, it's always beneficial. Like you said, just do it for the year, the two years, whatever. Buy it and forget about it. You know, at least you don't have to worry about somebody stealing. Does people worry. do it? No, I'm sure people do it. They say, okay, that's very popular. Let me take it, you know. They do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm just seeing if there's any more comments. It looks like we're all caught up. Um, is there anything you'd like to add? Is there any tips for people? Um, you know, I I mean, I'm still giving myself tips. So right. like it's tough out here, but I just like, you know, yeah. just I always say like and for myself, like, remember your why, like time, mm -hmm. time, time, freedom and flexibility is like the biggest motivator, I'm sure for a lot of people. So like, just remember, mm -hmm. like, you don't want to like, nobody wants to be like back in the day working till they're 70 or they're 60, you know, like we have right. so, so many resources now. So we, where we don't have to do that. So I just, you mm -hmm. know, always people like it gets tough, but like, just remember your why, you know, like the, the bigger, remember the bigger outgoal. Um, and then I would just say, don't, don't chase. Like it's in the beginning of anything is so hard to like take on any and everybody, but like it truly, it truly like the amount, every time I don't take someone and I just like, don't chase. I always get a, another inquiry. Like, like you really like when you're really just like letting it flow to you. And like, as long as you're not like, you know, you're not sitting still, you're still doing your marketing, you're still putting yourself out there, you know, you're still you're still networking and, you know, and having a strategy, but like, you're not taking on, you're not commenting on every single lead, you're not like chasing, right. for, you know, for the amount that you really can't do it for. But like, when you like really don't chase the inquiries, they, they'll come. They right. really will. So I always just say, don't be dead. Don't do anything just because you need it. Like, just stick it out and wait for the return to like really matter because I've done free work before in the beginning and it is the most dreadful like experience, uh -huh. you know, and uh -huh. if you, would, you would think like, oh, well, you're getting the experience, but money matters. Okay. Like if, when it's you're not, if you're not it's getting a return, you're going, it feels so dreadful. Like I had yeah. projects I didn't even want to finish because I'm like, I'm doing this for free. Like, right. right. Motivation isn't there because it's like, you're not really, what are you gaining besides the right. experience? So like, just, I don't recommend free work at all. Like I think your time is your time is valuable. Like if mm -hmm. you still don't have experience or whatever you have, then you just gonna have to keep waiting until somebody pays you because it's not That's worth it. Like, it's not right. worth it. Like even if you have to lessen the amount, I would rather I would right. rather do something for a less amount than do it for free. Because you're it's not you're also not gonna put your all into it. Like I never mm -hmm. really put my all into it because I was aggravated. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like to be honest. So, like, I would just say, like, yeah, don't be desperate, don't do any free work, and just always be marketing. Great, marketing. great, great. All righty, so let the audience know where they can find you. Um, yeah, so I'm on my website is under rebrand, but I'm on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. My name on there is Lachey Naria, um, N A R I A. My Facebook page is LN Creative, um, but all my socials are Lachey Naria. Um, so I'm pretty much everywhere. All righty. Great. Okay. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You, you gave me some homework I got to do. Very informative. <laughs> very, very informative. Thank you so much right. for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank all right. You. Now, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Till next week, this is Stacey Talk.
Thank you for having me.